Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Ooh, this is such a fun episode. So today I am talking with Allie. She is the organized hairstylist on Instagram, and she is here to help you design and organize your salon and salon suites. Now, this conversation was so awesome because I am obsessed with people who really truly have a passion for what it is they do. And you can tell that Allie, it just lights her up like interior design and decorating and organization in the salon world is something that she she just, she's doing it for a reason she was meant to do this. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I do, because let's be real, having an organized space can be so helpful and like releasing some of the stress and overwhelm that we're feeling constantly. So it's really amazing some of the tips that she gives, um, as well as some of the resources along the way. So I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed having the conversation um, and definitely go and give the organized hairstylist a follow on Instagram. Enjoy. Hi, Allie. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Hi, Misty. Thanks for having me. So this is like amazing timing because was it yesterday or the day before yesterday, I was sitting in my office and my office has been a fucking wreck (laughs) and like for like months, like possibly the entire year anyway. And I was like, I'm not feeling inspired. Like I just feel cluttered. My mind is all over the place. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to work today. I'm going to clean my office. And (laughs) my office is great right now and like spotless. And I feel like I just want to be in here and I want to work. So this is very similar to kind of what you do, but for hairstylists. Exactly what I do. (laughs) So tell the listeners who you are and what you do. 
Yeah. So my name's Allie McKinnon. I'm based in Southern California, but I help hairstylists nationwide to kind of organize and curate their salon spaces. So whether that's through organizational systems or design, like I love to help everyone feel like they are at home within their space, which leads to more inspiration, more creativity, and just feeling good in your space. Yes. I love that you're doing this. So talk to me a little bit about how you kind of got into helping other stylists do what something that worked really well for you. Yeah. So funny enough, when I first moved into my first suite, it was in the middle of the pandemic. Like I signed my lease a week before the first shutdown. And so I kind of had like the magical experience of everyone getting to move into our building at the exact same time. Cause we all had to wait months and months and months. So I found that as I was moving in, I was so prepared because I had months to prep. Right. And so I had all my neighbors constantly pulling me into their room, asking me questions. Well, where did you find that bowl? Where did you find that cabinet? Like, how did you think to put this there? And it became such a like light in my life. I had more fun helping my neighbors set up their spaces yes. than I did actually working. So I felt like this was something that I've always loved to do. I've literally redesigned and organized and decorated since I was a kid. And mm-hmm. so this is just a passion of mine that I have found into the niche of my career. And it is so fun to watch other people just fall in love with their salons. Well, it's so true. Like I, I remember being a kid and rearranging my room and I yes. think I just posted a meme on my Sunday funnies. That was, <laughs> that was like, no, what no woman is more determined than someone who's trying to move furniture by herself. Yes. <laughs> I remember being in my room as a kid and like getting on the ground and like, like pushing heavy furniture, yes, with like leveraging feet. your stuff. Yes. yes because mm-hmm. no one could see the room until I was done. Like it was my project. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't yes. ask for help. God forbid. Like, <laughs> no, but did you ever get in trouble for doing that? Because I would do that. And I would like push myself between the wall and like the dresser to push it. And mm-hmm. then dad would come in and be like, you can't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. But I was determined. I had, to I, do it. I did not get in trouble because I think I did it when I was like home alone. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, did yeah. not like, it was like, leave me alone. I think I just told my mom I was cleaning my room, which I'm surprised mm-hmm. she believed me because I wasn't the cleanest. Um, but there was something about that. Like you rearrange your room and then all you want to do is just be in it. Like, I just want to hang out in it. I want to lay on the bed. I want to do, you know, so I, I see that with suites, like, cause I had a suite and it was the same. It was like, once I decorated it and made it my own, like, I just wanted to be in it all the time. Um, and yeah, I love that. Let's talk a little bit though, about how that feeling can convert on a daily basis at work. Cause like talking about it as a kid in your room is very different than at work when you're bringing other people into your space. Of course. So what I like as a kid, I would honestly rearrange the room whenever I was having like a bad day or like I got into a fight with my parents or like I didn't, didn't do well at school. So I found as an adult, I realized that I was physically shifting the energy within my space. I was taking something that was feeling uncomfortable inside and moving my environment to kind of get that shit out to just feel better. So what I have found is that by using this in the salon space, you can kind of tackle anything that the day throws at you. Cause like it's more than just hair, right? Like we have very deep personal conversations with our clients and especially being in a suite, you are one-on-one. So sometimes you're hearing things that you maybe don't expect. So by 
intentionally creating your space. And then sometimes having those organizational systems, your mental load isn't focused on the crap around you. You can focus on that client and take on what they're saying in a way that's healthy, but you're protecting yourself in your space by like having it feel grounded and having it feel like home. Yes. Do you agree with that whole concept of like, if you're, what is it? I think, I don't know if it's a quote or what I made it up, but (laughs) um, it's like, if you're like living clutter, like your mind stays cluttered. Yes. 100%. And I think as hairstylists, like we're creatives, right? So like some of us are like, we just have stuff everywhere all the time. Like, especially if we're doing like a big color project, like there's bowls, there's brushes, and it's just everywhere. So I've found that having those organizational systems allows you to have those moments to be creative. But when you're done, everything has a place to go. So when you're ready for that next client and that creativity needs to like spark itself back up again, that clutter, as long as it's put back away, you can be more creative. You can put yourself out there more. Like you're just, you're able to focus more on the project in front of you instead of the mess that's behind you. Like it kind of feels counterproductive to have structure and creativity together, but I firmly believe that you need both. You know what this reminds me of? Is it Steve Jobs that the reason he wore the like black shirt and like jeans all the time was so he didn't have to waste his time thinking about what he was going to wear every day. Like he could focus on his task. Oh, I love that. It's (laughs) I'm I love everything as a place in my life. Like I, it's hard having a kid. I have an eight year old now, like, and he like, isn't my way. (laughs) And it's very difficult for me because everything just to me, it just needs a place that like, it just makes me feel like my life is put together, whether it is or it isn't at the time. Um, and it's always interesting to me because when I work in spaces outside of a suite with other people, there's Mm -hmm. always the messy stylist, like always, always. Like, I don't think I've ever worked in a space with other people that there wasn't the messy stylist. (laughs) What do you think? I mean, and we're going to just get, this is obviously very much opinion. Um, what do you think that is? Do you think, cause sometimes I really truly think people just do not see what I see. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they make a mess and they just do not even realize it. (laughs) I think it just depends. I think when you are that creative, like sometimes it's very easy to live in the chaos because your mind is constantly thinking and doing all these fun, crazy, like current, like creative things. And so I think the balance of the two. And as we get older in a way, and again, this is all strictly opinion. I think a lot of the times our brains are going in a million different places at once. And it's not always at work. Like we're thinking about family we're thinking about friends we're thinking about finances. Like it's always everywhere that there's no room for creativity. So I think that I'm trying to think of how to word it. Like when you don't have that much going on, like maybe the mess isn't as bothersome, but when you do have a lot going on, like sometimes that clean clarity, like we said, like messy spaces, messy mind, like maybe when you have a lot going on, you're craving cleanliness, you're craving ease. And that's where like that organization comes in and why it feels so satisfying because our brains are constantly going. Right. And I think organization too, doesn't have to be like minimalist. No, not at all. Right. It's not like, and I think like organization can also weigh its way into design. Like it doesn't have to be sterile. It doesn't have to be like, okay, it has to fit in a clear container. Like it can be fun. It can be pretty. Like there's ways to utilize it in your space to just make your day easier. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be so cookie cutter, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, we're seeing a lot of kind of more minimalist looking, right? Mm -hmm. Like whites and like the camels, which is beautiful. But Mm -hmm. I also know stylists who love the bright colors and the crazy prints and like stuff that like for me, it would would stress me out. But like, that's their thing, right? Like they look at my, my what space that I would like, and they'd be like boring. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Can you help both? Of course, you can totally help both. And I think it's just coming down to like finding key points within your design to like bring those moments in. So like, let's say you are a maximalist and let's say you love the prints, you love the bold colors, like you love a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I find that concealed storage is like number one key, best way to like have your organization, but still honor that maximalist fun, bright side of you. Yeah. That's what I do with my son. Like if you look at his playroom, it's just like a bunch of Ikea cabinets. I don't know. I mean, like it's a mess in the cabinets, but as long (laughs) as it's in the cabinets, I don't really give a shit. Exactly. (laughs) On the the outside, it looks great. It's very contained, but on the inside, it's a little crazy. Exactly. How do you think all of this kind of plays into your business? I think it all comes down to systems. Like I feel like it's such like a hot word right now. Cause I know like the home edit uses it for their organization. And like, we use it for like our backend systems, like how we track our expenses, how we track our income. Like, I really feel it kind of marries together, like systems. You can have it both behind the scenes and in front, like right. it honestly taking the time to put those things into place allows your business to thrive because you're not concerned about how things are going to get done because you have that system in place. Yeah. I'm pretty organized in the salon. Like I have pretty much done the exact same things for almost 20 years. Like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. wild when I think about mm-hmm. it. And like, if somebody like disrupts it, I really get bothered. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. recently I couldn't find a Sharpie that I, I, so I mark my color, um, boxes when I use them mm-hmm. every year, I mark them with a different color Sharpie so <laughs> that I know how long it's been since I've used something. So if, if that's it's great. an old color, I'm like, okay, it's pot. That's been like a year since I've used it. I don't need to reorder it. Like, even though I just use it, like I don't use it often, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like it's a, In my mind, it's a system. Some people would yes. be like, what are you doing in my mind? That's what I do. Somebody took my Sharpie <laughs> and I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it is. And it was like, it like really fucked with me. I'm yeah. like, where? Cause I need that color. It was a very specific color and I don't know where to find it. <laughs> oh, no. I would also lose my mind. I would be like, where did it go? Who took it? It would be like a mad search. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Well, and because I'm not in a suite anymore, but I, and I miss my suite. Mm-hmm. I do. I, and do you think that, and this is kind of switching gears a little bit. Yeah. Do you think that like, for people like us who like, we like systems and we have our way of doing mm-hmm. things. Do you feel like it's really hard for us to like be outside of a suite and work next to people? Yes. <laughs> and I can only speak for myself only because I, I guess the biggest salon I've ever worked at was nine chairs. So like it, we were never full, if that makes sense. So I don't think I was ever working with more than five or six people at a time. And I found I was getting so overwhelmed and wanting to clean up after everyone that I wasn't able to focus on my own shit. Yes. (laughs) I now being in a suite for four years now, almost, I could never go back. Like I, I think I could, I think sometimes I do miss like the liveliness of it, but I think that's also the benefit of a suite is that I can find community. I can like go chat with my neighbor whenever I want, but like for me, 
I I can't go back. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I I mean I I love where I'm at. Like the girls are great, you know, but yes. they're I miss my suite all the time. And I only work like three to four days a month. So mm-hmm. like for me, it's not worth having a suite, right? Yeah, so it's totally like, and it, but it's like, God, I I miss it like mm-hmm. so much for that exact reason because you do kind of get in in your your routine and 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 I find like I'll go in the back room and like the bowl will be messy mm-hmm. and like then I'm frustrated because I'm cleaning someone else's mess in front of my client because yeah. they didn't know the bowl was messy when I took them back there and then I feel like it affects my service yes because of that so if anyone's listening and you're the messy stylist at least clean up after yourself for the next stylist <laughs> please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Give this crazy organized people a chance, please. Yes. Like we don't, we're not in your drawers, like trying to make you clean it up, but clean up where we're going to be, please. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So let's talk about this with clients. Do they notice? 100%. I've noticed. And it's so funny because it's the stuff that I didn't think they would notice. Like it's the little details that I chose for me that like made me happy that they notice the most. So like the tiniest detail of like, I'm mixing their color. Cause in a suite, they see everything. Like yep. they see everything you do. And so they're like, Oh my God, is that a tiny gold whisk? And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and they just, they think it's fun to try to find like the next detail that I'm going to like pull out of my drawer. Right. Right. I love that. Do you always add stuff? Like I try to like within reason. Cause I mean, so it's been four years now. So things are starting to kind of like, they need to be updated. They need to be replaced. And so it's that big tug of war. Cause like I am a creature of habit where I'm like, okay, do I just get the same thing I've been using or should I add to my client experience by like making it something new and fun for them to get excited about all over again? Ooh, I like that. My friend Kelly, she scissors makes sense on yeah. uh, Instagram. So she recommends all her salon owners, and this would actually be good for suite owners too, of setting aside a certain amount of money in their budget to upgrade something every month and yes. something that like the client is going to notice. So like maybe new towels or maybe, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that needs to be upgraded. Um, and I was like, that's a really good idea because that is clients- so smart. Yes. And clients do notice stuff like that. And stuff does get like old fairly yes. quickly. I feel like, especially with the fluorescent lights and you have yes. a lot of sunlight in your suite. So you probably get a lot of sun damage stuff. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a first world problem, but I'm like, Ooh, that looks really faded right now. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. I was in one with no um, window and I hated it, mm-hmm. but it was the same thing though. It yeah. was crazy. The fluorescent fluorescent lights did the same thing. If you looked at my color boxes that were on the top compared to my color boxes that were on the bottom, mm-hmm. it was insane. The amount of fading that happened. So think about your hair too, people, but well, no, um, even like, I noticed it the most with my extension swatches. Like I actually had them like cute and hanging like on the wall and I've had to move them to be inside a drawer just because between the lights and the sun, like they weren't true to tone anymore. Yes. So I actually had to conceal them. I love that. Okay. So what are some other like stuff that no one's thinking about? Because I know that there's probably somebody's listening to this and they're like, Oh, I never thought of that. I should like switch that up. Like there's gotta be little things that you like never thought of that now is something that you're very conscious of. Yeah. So I have this one neighbor and she has the most beautiful wallpaper in her room and it's just like an accent wall, but her, um, like her sink is almost right against it. So when she's cleaning her bowls, like the wallpaper on that wall, sometimes there gets splatter on it. And since it is wallpaper, you can't necessarily get the stain out. So that's like one thing I'm now very cognizant of is just like, okay, if you're designing a suite, 
please do not put your pretty expensive wallpaper next to where you are cleaning your bowls, because that is something that's very hard to repair. But now I always have, um, you can get them on Amazon. It's like one of those cute little pens that you fill with the paint, like your wall paint. And oh, so yeah. you can just like touch up as you go. Cause like, even if you are the world's cleanest stylist, like color gets everywhere. Like you can't help it. There's going to be little splatters. So having that little emergency pen is just, Oh, it's the best. That's genius. I'm mm-hmm. going to order one. Yeah. <laughs> like for my house. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So somebody's listening to this, they're either in a suite and they're not happy with their space or they are wanting to go in a suite. Like what do you, what do you do? How do you, how does this work? Like, does someone just contact you? And I mean, obviously you're in California, so like you're not flying out to people, correct? Like, no, this work? you should add that one day. Um, I should, that would be really fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, We'll talk later, but So it's all virtual. So like I do do like one-on-one coaching calls are about an hour in length and it's kind of very tailored to like your specific situation. So we go through like your goals for your space, what you love about your space currently. And then we kind of go through your pain points and figure out solutions for your specific issues. But I do also have um, a program called Curated where it kind of takes you step-by-step through the design process. So like start to finish, you're able to design your suite without the overwhelm. Because I know sometimes, especially when you move into a suite for the first time, there's so many decisions you have to make that sometimes the aesthetic and like how your place looks comes second, which like it should, because you need to get your functional stuff first and you need to get to work. And that's completely understandable, but there's ways to have both. There's ways to have the pretty aesthetic, but also the function. So this gives you a guideline. So you're not overwhelmed by your choices. There's no more analysis paralysis. You have a roadmap. So that is exactly what I do. And I absolutely love it. I love that. So of course, as the money coach, do you consider budgets in helping people? Of course we do. So we have a whole lesson geared towards that. So how I love to work with budget is you decide the number that you're comfortable with. And then based on that number, if you're able to go all in, that's great. Buy all the things. But if you need to move a little slower, like I personally did, I change your installation timeline. So there's ways to go function first. Like you're going to buy your tools that are a necessity to do your job within your space. So you will still have the aesthetic. It'll still be and within a design and look cohesive, but you're only focusing on that function. And then as you recoup your budget, you can then go back in and add like the fun, pretty details that just take the design over the top. I love this. Okay. I just have to say something (laughs) that's kind of unrelated. I love when I talk to somebody and I, and all I'm thinking in my head is you were meant to do this. Like, like, Like you are like, I don't know. There's something about the way that you're talking about it. You can tell there's a passion in it. And like yeah. you're, I just want you to know that because, and I think that's really cool. Um, were you scared to start this? Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, only because I feel like there's not anything else out there like this right now. Like it's a very un reached topic within our industry. And I kind of second guessed it for a long time because we all have our own taste. So who am I to like teach someone how to find their taste? But this is something that I love to do so much. And like, I'm very fortunate that this stuff just comes easy. And like, it makes me so happy. Like my heart literally lights up, like helping someone feel good in their space and be proud of where they're working is just 
oh, like literally I get goosebumps thinking about it. So thank you. You're literally making me like tear up right now. Oh, I, I have a tendency to do that on here. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably put that in the warnings at the beginning. A little disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, really. I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, as somebody who also felt the same with what I do, right? Yeah. Like nobody's talking about personal finance in the hair world. Like mm. who am I to talk about it? What, you know, is anyone even going to care? Is anyone going to listen? Like, yeah. I know that feeling, you know, and, and on the podcast, I like to bring up the back end of things too, because mm -hmm. I think that it's important to know that like, there's people out there that really have a passion for what they're doing. And like, we kind of had no proof it's going to work and we still yeah. did it. Mm -hmm. And there's this like faith that we have in ourselves that not a lot of people can hear or can see in themselves. And I just want to commend you for that because I can just tell, like, oh, there's this like a lot <laughs> behind it that feels like, like I want to hire you and I don't even have a space. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. do you do offices? Like I could, I will literally do anything. Like, it's just, I think it's, I love doing hair, but I love doing hair for the personal side of things. I love making people feel good. Yeah. So allowing to like help guide someone to feel good in their day to day. We spend so much time where we work, like we should feel good where we do it. So yeah. that's just, no, there's nothing better. I agree. All right. Did you cut down behind the chair to do this? So I have not yet, but as of the new year, I am actually cutting back a day. So I will only be behind the chair three days and I am so excited about that. Yeah. Would yeah. you ever do it full time? And like, like if it got to that point, would that be something? Yeah. So oh, you would, I would do it tomorrow. The chair? Yeah, I would. I mean, I feel like I would still love like my, like very close, like people that have been with me from the beginning, like maybe like twice a month, like that would be ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I would totally like, this has lit me up so much in ways that I didn't know were possible. So yeah, yeah. yeah I would do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I did. It's so funny. So I do want to, <laughs> I want to talk about sweets for a second and yeah. like different aesthetics because I'm laughing. I'm thinking of my, the suite that I was in and it's interesting. Cause I'm thinking about the people, right. I'm thinking about like the cluttered spaces and then mm -hmm. the people that were in them and like kind of how their lives correlated with it. Right. Like yeah. I, there's this one particular girl that she was a bit of a mess and she would come in late and she would come in half drunk and she's a bit of, she was just a mess, you know? And mm -hmm. I think of her space, which was also a bit of a mess. And then I kind of, yeah. you know, you look at the clients that she brought in and they, she probably met them in the bar and like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a whole, like it's a whole thing. And I think that it, it correlates. And then the, the one lady next to me, I have to tell this actually, yeah, she was super sweet. And I think she was a real estate agent also, I think cause she didn't work very much. Mm -hmm. I don't know how her space really went with her life because <laughs> her space she had, so she had a big wallpaper thing on the back wall that looked mm -hmm. like the jungle. And then she went and then she went, um, and got, um, like fake plants and then like okay. added them. So it looked like it popped out. <laughs> Yeah. And, then, and then she had huge pieces of furniture. Like, I mean, these were 110 square foot suites. Like yeah. they were tiny and she would have like legit, like an armoire in there. Like, and <laughs> I just remember thinking, how do you, how do you move around? In yeah. <laughs> I don't have a question here. I just needed to share that. No, yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's so, it's so funny because I mean, like, I think that it is the fun part about being in suites too, is that you walk around and you see everyone's personality completely shine through, but yep. then you do see those stylists, like maybe the ones that like just moved in. Cause maybe they had to get out of their salon really quickly. And they like thought they were going to have two weeks and they didn't, they had to get in right away. Yep. So it's yep. just very much 
plain and like they just came in and started working and never went back to making it their own. Mm. And so it is really cool to see everyone's journey and how their spaces reflect that. Oh yeah, for sure. And the clients that they bring in because they very much would fit the spaces, which is interesting. 100%. That is a big belief of mine is that you can attract your dream clients through your salon design. Like it is so like correlated and intertwined and it is kind of magical when you like really put the effort into it, you can see those requests come in. So do you kind of go through like almost like a branding process with your clients before? Like a that's little what, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of, kind of feel that way. So like, it's very much heavy into like, you kind of start my favorite thing to get people to start with is called your heart item. It's a piece of decor within your space that is simply there to make you happy. Like it doesn't have to be functional. It doesn't have to be big. It could be small. It could literally be anything, something that is just going to make you be able to look at it when you're in the thick of it and be like, hell yeah, I love being in here. It's going to be okay. So by starting with that, and then of course, moving into like color stories and mood boards and all these things, you're able to kind of like create your dream environment, your dream brand. Mm -hmm. And with that dream client in mind, you can interwoven their interests and their things into your design as well. And it's taking those two visions and bringing them together. That makes like a complete aligned design. I love that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is great. Well, again, you know, you the, with the podcast in general, I talk a lot about like doing things that feel good to you. Like, and even with my coaching, like a value-based spending and like, it's all about value based for you and your life. Cause everyone's so different. And I love Mm -hmm. that because my, I had like a, um, like a dream catcher thing and I loved it. I loved it. I remember it was on Etsy and at the time it was like $75 and I was like, (laughs) Oh my God, like that feels so expensive. Like, you know, and like, and now that I think about it, where the hell is it? (laughs) <laughs> you're like where did it go <laughs> where oh my god now I'm like where did, it's in my house somewhere and I very yeah. um but I absolutely loved that thing and I would I would walk in and I'd be like I'd look at it and I would just smile mm-hmm. it's in all my pictures like and I love that I would have never thought of that of like having something that just makes you happy I'm really bothered that I now don't know where it is though <laughs> You should move it to your office now that you are aware. I know. I'm like, yeah. where the hell, what, what did I do with it? Wow. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent now. I told you this happens. Um, so what are you saying to somebody who's listening to this and they're like, you know, I don't love my space. Where should I start? Should, is that where they should start? Yeah. So I always say color story and heart item, because what you can do is when you're in the middle of designing and you don't know where to go and you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't even imagine making one more decision. If you can bring back your color story and your heart item and compare that choice and make sure it goes with those two things, you know, as long as it blends and it works, then that's how, you know, you're staying like cohesive and you're staying aligned. It's kind of overwhelming. Like I know it is. And it just kind of feels so frivolous. Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, how it looks, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I promise like on your mental load and for your clients experience it well as well, it totally makes a difference. I think it does too. I mean, and again, kind of going back to that mind that, you know, cluttered mind, cluttered Mm -hmm. space thing is like, I asked yesterday or whatever day it was that I did my office, like who can work in a mess and very little people, I want to say 5%, I think it was like two people said that they could. And then I started thinking about it and I'd be like, I'd be very curious what their life looks like. I'd be very curious what their finances look like. I'd be very curious what, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I do think there is something to be said about some type of order, Mm -hmm. you know, 
for yourself. 100%. And I think it does. It's such a ripple effect within your life. And like, again, like, I feel like I've already said this, but like, it's weird to think of having structure and creativity together, but I truly believe with a little bit of structure, the creativity can completely flourish. Yeah, for sure. I'm, you know, you always see those movies with the crazy person that's like painting and like, you know what I mean? And it's like, but even to them, that space could be organized. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I think, again, I don't want anyone listening thinking, well, it has to be this minimalist look. Cause I think when people think of organization, that's exactly like you said Mm -hmm. earlier, that sterile, like everything, like, you know, less of things when I don't think it has to be that way. Um, one of the coaching calls I had the other day is she is definitely a maximalist. Like her styles, like we do not like segue at all. Like our tastes are completely different. And right. so there are ways to like take that like fun, loud, like vibrant personality and still find ways to find function. It's just taking ways and like scaling it back a little bit, not necessarily removing it, but like I said before, like hiding, like putting it behind like a concealed storage makes it feel better unless it is a like strictly decor, like not necessarily like a functional piece. Like yeah. she has, she runs a head spa. And so mm-hmm. she has a lot of essential oils and a lot of like massage stones and like, yes, they're beautiful, but there's so many. So just by simply putting it in a cabinet where like the front is covered, she still has access. She still is able to do those things, but it just kind of takes the mental clutter. So then the client experience feels a little more relaxing. Yeah, for sure. I remember having my, I had one of those heat lamps that had the like four. Oh yeah. Yeah. I called it my alien octopus thing. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I will tell you that was the one thing in my suite that I could not figure out where to put it. Like I would literally be dancing with that thing to try to like get it in a place (laughs) that it like didn't stand out, but it did. And it was like so frustrating. I I literally Mm -hmm. almost put it in my truck because I only used it like maybe one time a week. Like I don't, my color doesn't use heat. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I was like, I'm just going to leave it in my truck. And then when I have someone, I can just get it. And it's like, (laughs) you know, but I think I ended up finding like a little corner where it wasn't as noticeable, but, um, because we, there are things that we're going to have to use that aren't aesthetically pleasing. Yes. 100%. So that's why, again, I'm such a believer in concealed storage. Like I have these two huge like storage drawers that go under my window. Mm -hmm. And like, that is where all of my hidden backstock is. Like if you open that drawer, it is not pretty. Like there's a system to it. Like things are lined up nicely, but like, oh my God, it is like, everything's hot pink. Everything's like lime green. Like it's all the stuff that we need to do our job and like our favorite tools and products and things, but they don't fit in my design. So I just kind of hide them in there. (laughs) That, okay. Let's chat about products fitting into a design. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So did you pick your products based around how you want your space to look? So not my color. And I will say when I was first looking into my retail line, I was definitely drawn to the packaging first. Thank Uh God I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) So I use Mr. Smith products and their packaging. Black and white. Oh, it's just top notch black and white. And then the boxes are white and gold Mm -hmm. and they make me so happy, but their products are awesome. So I'm very, very fortunate that the the packaging and the product went together. Yeah. I will never forget a, um, rep came into my suite and I used Kevin Murphy and I love Kevin Murphy's packaging, the colors. And, um, and I had shelves where they were like displayed on my main wall. That was essentially my main thing to look at. It was the products. And they walked in and I forget what they were trying to, they were Tress. That's what it was. Oh, uh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And it's very like black and blue and like, just, it didn't fit. 
and they were trying to sell it to me. And I was like, actually, I really love Kevin Murphy, blah, blah. And even the boxes fit, like the colors mm-hmm. of the boxes were out and you could see them. And, and he looked around and he goes, you know what? I think Kevin Murphy really fits your vibe. And I was like, thank you. And that's how I got rid of them. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Cause like, it's so funny when like, I will get reps that walk in all the time and they're in like loud colors and they look great. And they walk into my space and see it like mostly white. And they are like, oh, this isn't for you. And I'm like, yep. no, <laughs> like, thank you yeah. so much. So have a good day. <laughs> so, okay. So you can attract your clients. You can yes. feel more creative and you can get rid of the annoying reps. <laughs> Yes. There's a method for everything. <laughs> yes. You should make a post about that. I should. <laughs> well, they just walk in like Thank that. You. That mm-hmm. mess used to drive me insane in a suite. It's like, I'm busy. I don't mm-hmm. have help. I'm in here by myself. Go away. <laughs> well, it's one thing when it's in a big salon and there's multiple people for them to talk to, but like when mm-hmm. it is in a suite, like you're one-on-one. And so like, it's not only awkward for you, it's awkward for your client. And there's like this weird obligation to talk to them because you don't want to come off rude to your client. It's just, right. it's the whole thing. So yeah, I'm very passionate about that as well. <laughs> yes. It's so, I had one um, rep that I actually ended up not using the product anymore because she would come in and introduce herself to me so many times. I'm like, yeah. I I finally got to the point where I pointed, I said, I bought this from you for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. get out of my face lady. Oh, she drove me insane. (laughs) No. So I had so funny because I have a similar story like that with a rep or again, would introduce herself every time, except, except for to the only male stylist. She knew him by name every time. And I'm like, Hey, I've spent a lot of money with you. Oh, <laughs> that would only really remember his that. name. And I thought that was so fascinating. Well, it takes two seconds to like check your people or what, you know what yeah. I mean? Like where you're walking into and just mm-hmm. like get an idea. Okay. I've been here this many times. They bought that. Like yeah. instead of just like, I don't know, but that's customer service, which is a exactly whole, a whole nother situation. <laughs> so how does customer service kind of play into your, um, your aesthetic? I mean, obviously it's a big part of our jobs. Do you have little things that you do in that aspect that also like kind of go with the whole decor, if that makes sense? No, I totally do. So I love to design the entire client experience. So that comes down to like the amenities you're offering them. So like, I am so type A that I even curate the drinks that I'm offering to make sure that those are within a color story. Um, the glassware that I use, cause I also am a firm believer that like just simply pouring a drink into a glass instead of like a plastic or paper cup elevates that experience even more. Um, a lot of things like having chargers available for them, just like thinking of your dream client and what their lifestyle is like, like envisioning what they could need within their two to three hour time with you that could come up. Like, let's say they're a busy mom and they're like late from drop off, like having a snack just in case they didn't get a chance to eat or a phone charger, like in case their phone's running low, just trying to anticipate those needs, because I feel like that's where the customer service comes in, where you can elevate that price point because you're elevating their experience. Like everyone wants to feel seen and heard. So by taking the time to like really curate that experience for your client is going to make them absolutely fall in love with you. I feel like curating the experience is going to make you more money. Yeah. You know, like I want to come in your space. (laughs) Like I want you to make me a drink in a glass. (laughs) You know, I I think it goes back to like, I talk about this a lot in the program as well that, um, I personally will spend more money to stay at a cute hotel or a cute Airbnb versus one that's not styled. 
So yeah. like, I'm going to care about how I feel within the space. Like I'm going to want to take a cute picture. I'm going to want to show people where I'm at. And so if you're taking the time to really curate these experiences and curate your space, people most likely will be willing to pay more just to be in there. Well, yeah, because it's a comfortability, like the whole, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, experiences is, is comfort. And especially if you're curating it for your ideal client. Um, so I heard you say, you know, you're type A. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you struggle? What do you mean? In like, terms of what? With this, right? So like, I'm trying to think of an example, like you've got to have some kind of struggle, right? Like oh, yeah. being in another, someone else, like we kind of talked about being in another salon, that would be a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. But there's got to be some kind of struggle in your space, whether that's like, gosh, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I don't know. Clients putting their feet up on your shit or something. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like something like you've got to have a pet peeve with your no, space. I, that okay. Way. Okay. Okay. So I feel like I don't necessarily, the feet thing doesn't bother me because I'm like, oh, I can clean it. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of anxiety when, um, clients bring kids into the salon oh, and I'm, I'm a no, I was a no kid for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of like, because I do have glassware and like, I do have windows and I'm overlooking a marina. So like, I just have a weird anxiety where I'm like, oh my God, someone's going to fall out the window. Like it's, it's a whole thing. Well, and like going back to the heart item thing, like my heart item is this giant disco ball that sits in the corner of my room. And I know for sure it's been tossed around a bit. So like if a kid's touching it, like, I'm so afraid that like a piece of glass is going to get like stuck. Well, and that's like a kid magnet. Yes. 100%. Do you have a no kid policy in a way? Like I do have a few clients where I'm like, it's a completely like emergency situation and they have to come. But like, normally I do have a no kid policy. Yeah. I did not allow kids in my suite unless it was an absolute emergency because it felt dangerous. Like it's such a small space. It didn't feel, it just didn't feel right. Like between the hot tools and like all the things. So yeah. Well, especially in your space where it's all pretty like that. Um, okay. So you're helping stylists do this now, which I think Mm -hmm. is amazing. Um, how long have you, did you start this in 2020? I mean, I know you started kind of getting the idea, correct? Yeah. So I started like the kind of idea started back in 2020 and I developed my program curated for like a period of two years after that. So I actually finally launched it in September of this year. Um, that was super exciting. Um, And then I feel like I've been doing coaching calls for a while, but like the launch of the program has always been my biggest goal. So yeah, after two years, it finally launched this last September. Talk to me about this program exactly. Like, is it like a watch videos? Is it like, how does this work? Yeah. So it's five modules with three lessons each. So it's 15 videos. I think the total runtime is just over three hours Mm -hmm. and it kind of just gives you a step-by-step process, but it also includes like bonus videos in terms of like how to properly measure your space. So that way you're not buying things that don't necessarily fit. Um, it is a watch on your own. Um, there is a goal of mine to turn it into a small group coaching program to where we can work closer together to kind of really focus on your personal design and kind of figure it out together. Um, but yeah, it's kind of go at your own pace right now. And there's two different options. You can either just purchase the course with the workbook and all the templates, or you can purchase the course with a discounted coaching call. So you get that extra bonus time where you can like bounce off ideas with me and we can kind of create more, um, custom solutions for you. 
Oh, I love that. Um, will you, did you give me a link already? Cause I'll put it in the show notes. I think so. And if not, yeah, I will you send probably, it. <laughs> you probably did. Um, yeah. So if you're listening, I will put all of this in the show notes. And do you have any like free resources for anyone? If they're like, not sure if this is for them, but they want to dip their toe in. Of course. So I have two right now. So I have one called a define your design style guide. So it's going to kind of walk you through. Cause I know I always want to say like, this is my design style. This is what I am, but sometimes it's hard to fit in a box. So I love to help you kind of curate your own design style. So you can make it your own and not feel limited by like the ones that are already out there. So there's that. And then there's also, I have my top five, like Amazon salon finds because I'm a big Amazon and Ikea girly. I love to save money anywhere I can. Yeah. So like my, my top five Amazon finds. I love Ikea. And like, it's so funny. Cause I've talked to people who are like, Oh, it's just cheap and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's not. I was like, you can, or it all looks the same. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like you obviously have not wandered Ikea for like seven hours. Like I have. <laughs> well, and especially recently, I feel like they're really leveling up right now. Like I want to go through and buy everything. It's a little dangerous right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, I just went when I was organizing two days ago and, and mm-hmm. you know, I needed a cabinet or a um, shelving unit, you know, for my closet. And I was like, I don't care what it looks like, blah, blah. blah. It's a great, it's white. It was $45. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's tall. It's perfect. I'm like, and I would have it out if I needed it out, you know? And it's like, what people hate on Ikea. Well, I don't know why my entire office is Ikea. I love Ikea. <laughs> yeah. I do too. <laughs> do you have one close? Um, I do. We're kind of in the middle of two of them, which is kind of funny. So it just depends on like good old Southern California traffic, which one we go to because they're pretty right. equidistant, but like depending on the time of day, it could take you like an hour. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We just got one and I used to drive three hours up to DC to go. I would wow. like save a bunch of money and I would like go and do an entire room and I'd pack my car. I wouldn't be able to see and I would drive back. And now we have one five minutes away and I hardly go. (laughs) Yeah. I always feel like I think of my sister because I have a lot of family members that are starting to move to the Nashville area and Mm -hmm. they do not have an Ikea and it blows my mind because there's so many colleges over there too. So I am like, Ikea, what are you doing? Like they need you there. (laughs) Well, same. I'm in a military town. So I thought Ikea would have been, I mean, we have like now we have one, but it took a long time (laughs) and it's not the greatest. The three hour away one's still better than ours, but you know, (laughs) what are you going to do? Um, I, yeah, I just love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. What do you see for your future? So I, again, would love to turn this into a group coaching program. Like I think the one-on-one time and like getting to get to know you and like work on your space personally is just such an emotional connection. And like, it just literally lights my soul on fire. So I guess the future is I just see doing more like connected work. Like I just want to make people feel good in their spaces and feel good in their work. Cause I know how easy it is to get overwhelmed And so if I could help someone just have a little bit more happiness, that would just be the best. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you. I think this is amazing. Um, I hope people reach out to you for sure about this because a lot of my listeners are sweet owners. And again, I think, I mean, I'm seriously going to ask you about my office because <laughs> like, lately I've been like, who can I hire to make my office pretty? And like, you know, anyway, but <laughs> um, I do, I see the passion in it. I hear the passion in it. And I just think that's so awesome. Keep fucking doing what you're doing. Not that you were going to stop, but um <laughs> Yeah, I think I think the industry needs it for sure. Thank you, Misty. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> you are very welcome. Is there any kind of last things you would like to say to the people? 
I feel like don't sell yourself short. Like you deserve to be in a space that you absolutely love and don't feel like it's silly. Cause I oftentimes did like caring so much about what my space looked like and felt like was so passionate that I was like, okay, it feels so surface level, but it's not, it's not it gets so much deeper and personal and it can make yourself feel good, but make your clients feel better too. So elevate their experience, elevate your day to day. Like just don't sell yourself short. You deserve it. And enjoy the space that you're in. Exactly. Thank you so much, Allie. All right. Thanks, Misty. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.